Hi guys, welcome back to the Triple Threat Podcast. Um, in this episode, we'll be talking about friendships. Um, would anyone like to start us off with a word of prayer? I will. Okay. Everybody close your eyes, bow your heads. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for bringing this new week here, a week full of possibilities. Um, And I pray that we get a lot accomplished this week. Thank you for assembling Team Triple Threat once again, Lord. I pray that you help us articulate ourselves as we talk about a very important topic again today, friendships. Yes, Lord. And thank you for bringing Tony and Kiana into my life, making them my friends, Lord. And I pray that you bless this discussion, this recording. I pray that it goes well. In Jesus' name we pray, man. So I know we like touched on this briefly when we were discussing like relationships with acquaintances and everything, but what is a good friendship to you guys? Like what is a friendship to you? Can you hear me? Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll go. Um, to me, a friendship, like, a friendship has intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a friend, you can be vulnerable, you know. And it's actually like a, it's not just a pleasure-based relationship. There's actually, like, a connection. And in friendships... You know, that's a serious relationship. You know, you have to work. You have to communicate. You have to be consistent, like making time for them. You know, you have to be consistent in communication. Be willing to be vulnerable around them. And if they want to open up to you, you need to allow them to be vulnerable to you. Um, those are just a few of the things that come to my head. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. He said the best, like it's, is what he said was correct. Um, but just to add like two cents to that, um, I think friendship includes, uh, quality time and communication. I think those are really the kind of foundational things that you need to make friendship work. I agree with both of you all. Intimacy and communication are, like, very important because that vulnerability is where you're actually, like, where they actually see you, you know? Like, they actually see who you are. And they build that relationship. And, like, someone that's there for you when stuff gets hard because, like, a lot of times... 
like, people will say they're your friend, but, like, when you need somebody to talk to when, like, something is troubling you or something, then, like, they're nowhere to be found or, like, you try to say something to them and they run for the hills, you know? Like, that's not, you know, a good friend. Like, they'll they'll be there to comfort you and, like, do their best to, like, help you through it. Like, not saying that they should... try to solve all your problems but they should be there like as emotional support and like Emmanuel said like as you're being vulnerable you need to allow them to be vulnerable to you and as well as you need to be a good emotional support for them as well because like one of the most important parts of friendship is like both of you guys feeling seen in the friendship so like both of you guys have your needs like, what you need out of the relationship, it's met. And, um, like, when you make mistakes and you tell them about it or whatever, they won't judge you, you know. They'll just, you know, give you words of encouragement or say, okay, so we know not to do this next time, you know. So let's learn from this. Let's grow from it, you know. Let's pray about it, you know. And other and like, giving you encouragement, like, from the Bible. And that's – the Bible is actually, like – it has the most, it has the best um, description of what good friends are because it talks about it, that, like, encouraging one another and building each other up. So that's very important to me as well. Um, what do you guys feel like you need the most out of friendships? We know we said, like, communication. What else, like, do you guys look for? Someone who can be a good influence on me. Someone who's supportive. And someone who, you know, who really cares about you. And you can really tell if somebody cares about you. Like if they see you doing wrong and they, you know, they'll correct you. So those are some things. Like I like to see in friends that I seek for in friends. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think. I mean, if I would not being honest, I would say that I definitely want a friend to call me out on on things I do wrong. Um, just because that's an awesome characteristic. I have. I know two people who both have similar personalities and who both are not afraid of calling people out. And I am like, so admire, I'm just, I I admire them for doing that. I mean, I think it's the coolest thing ever, but realistically for me, those are not my friends. (laughs) Um, Not like I don't want them to be my friends. It's just my closest inner circle friends are the people who have the same vernacular as me. Like we have the same communication language. Um, and then we also have the same hobbies or like things we like to do, whether it's music or like creative stuff or writing, you know, something that I like, you know, they're usually doing that. And so, um, 
yeah, unfortunately, that's what that's like two things that really solidify my friendships and keep us kind of close. But um, going back to what you asked, Tony, is you know what do you need out of a friendship? Yes, that you know you're a good influence and that you call me out. You really call me out because <laughs> not a lot of friends do that, and and I think that's kind of what friends are for to keep you on the right track. Yeah, I went on a tangent, but go ahead, yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Cause like that's kind of what like it says in Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, like iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. That's why it's so important to like choose good friends that are um not only like, you know, interested in the same thing that you're interested in and able to communicate very well with you and like you guys understand each other very well, but also that um aspect of trying to grow with christ and putting god first because if they're trying to put god first you know they're going to be looking at okay like come on now you know this and it'll all be in love it won't be like they're trying to criticize you because you shouldn't have a friend that criticizes everything that you do because that's that's toxic that's not that's not healthy because they're not allowing you to be you you know and it's like, if you want another friend, <laughs> you can go find one, okay? <laughs> That's not hard. I'm sure there's a, you know. But, um, yeah. And then Proverbs seventeen seventeen says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. So, like, that's, like, with the criticizing versus the, you know, constructive criticism, I guess you can call it. And, like, correction, like, all out of love you know everything that they tell you is going to be out of love and like what's best for you like they have your best interests at heart I feel like that's important pointing that out putting them back on the right path because we need that you know oh and then Ecclesiastes 4 9 through 10 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil for if they fall one will lift up his fellow but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. So friendship is very important. Like for not only like mental, your like your mental health, but your spiritual health as well. Um, how do you guys feel that social media affects what people's definition of friendship is? I know I kind of like jumped, but <laughs> yeah. Mm. Tony, can you go first? Okay. Because it's been a while since I've been on social media. So. Okay. So usually on social media, like a lot of people post like pretty much the good parts of their lives. And that's that's good, but it's like it's bad when it's like they try to make their lives seem perfect and it's like yeah like there's nothing wrong with me everything like everything's perfect and like they try to appear perfect I mean like you can have that problem and not be on social media as well but it like social media enhances it but like you want to appear perfect so you're not it's kind of blocking off that vulnerability and like people I feel like people isolate themselves kind of and they're not really vulnerable with their friends because it's like, I have to keep up this image. You know? So, like, that's kind of what I'm 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. And, and there's two sides of social media. Um, because I have, I have a personal side of social media. Mm-hmm. And then for every social media I have, I always have a business side. And the business side is legit. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, that's what, that's what we do as businesses. We promote ourselves public so it works but personally uh you're basically promoting the best side of yourself to the public in a personal social media aspect and friendships in that aspect turn into fake surface level people mm-hmm. now uh, i mean that's just because you know first thing society is putting onto us this like mentality oh who likes you oh you've got a hundred likes oh no you got a thousand you're obviously doing better than the person you know so it's a like it's like a counting system the more numbers you have the better you feel about yourself I remember when I was doing uh, my business site and I was posting pictures and I would get like three likes and I'm just like, what am I doing wrong with myself? You know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like spiraling downhill. I'm like, what is going on? And then, um, and then over here, my personal page, I'm getting like a hundred likes. And I'm just like, but why? And, and there's a million reasons on why and why not, you know, marketing, pictures, platform, all that stuff. But when it comes to friendship, if you base your friendship off of social media, then you're basing your friendships off of a fickle thing because obviously social media is meant to be not personal. (laughs) It's not really your life. It's just this facade of what you do. And then doesn't the Bible say something about facade? Um, But yeah, so, so all this summing up saying that you can't have a real friendship over social media. Now you can let social media connect you to a person and from there, you can have a better relationship if you don't know, meet the person and face to face and talk to the person. You know, you can develop. It's just a connecting field. There we go. That's that's it. It's a connecting phase. Whether you use it to base someone's whole identity off of, or you just use it as a moment in time to connect yourself with somebody who possibly could be a good person to connect to. and also it's weird kind of because it's like initially social media was like mainly to keep up with the people that you already knew but and then now it's like oh I have a thousand plus followers or you know I'm like and it's possible to know that many people but like are those really like your um friends for real? You know? Something that's like oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say, but like it's yeah, yeah it's a lot of underlying stuff occurring uh, there. Uh, it's it's really complicated. That's how you know that they really thought about it <laughs> when they made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it benefits, you know, all sides and then entirely does not benefit us in general. But, yeah. Yeah. It's a great thing, like you said, for, like, marketing and networking and stuff like that. But, like, for personal use. Yeah. 
Any thoughts, Emmanuel? I mean, I agree completely with both of you. Social media, like, like you said, it, you try to create this image for a bunch of people you really don't even know. And that'll try to, I don't know, that can like leak into your regular life. And that can prevent like intimacy from like people that you actually have like a real life relationship with. Mm -hmm. So that can hurt friendships that you actually have. So I mean, I completely agree with both of you. Yeah, and it's addicting for a lot of people, too, because, you know, with every notification, it sends some dopamine in your mind, and then, like, people get addicted to getting all those likes and stuff, like, and they're studying how our brain works so that they can continue to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, they purposely made it addicting so they can make money off of us. I mean, we think we're doing something for the world. (laughs) But we're not. <laughs> They're making money off of us. Uh, yeah, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, this is crazy, kind of. Crazy. I mean, I mean, okay, personally, I would love to go back to just mailing letters. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having to wait for a response. <laughs> because, I mean, that way it's not addicting. But it's very intimate. You get to know the person. You get to really know the person. You don't have to meet them, but you get to know a lot just by their handwriting. <laughs> you can tell who they are. <laughs> oh, but yeah, mail would be great. Yeah. Send a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of alternatives to social media. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I agree with what you said, Tony, how, you know, it used to be a place to where you just have to touch with people. And I think that if people can do that, if people can just literally just keep it to say, hey, I'm keeping in touch with everyone I've ever met. And and that's it. If they could do that, I think they got something going right. But you know, that's hard for a lot of... Oh, yeah. It's, it's not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> not realistic at all. But, you know, you could try. <laughs> so, um... Just a just a question. Would would as Christians, what should we do with social media? Honestly, I really only use social media for the podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. I mean, I get on Facebook, but like I said, like that's because most of the people that I grew up around and everything are on there, and I don't live in the same place that I used. Like I moved to different places. So, like, it's, like, I can't really, you know. So, like, I mainly use it for, like, seeing what's going on with them and, like, keeping them updated and stuff. Because, like, a lot of them are, like, 
people that saw me, like, because our church was close-knit. It was a small, close-knit church. So it's like they saw everybody as their kids and stuff. So it was like them updated and everything. And then, like, the podcast, really, to post something inspirational. But, like, yeah. Because it can, it's, it's, it's not really healthy, for real. So I try to stray away from it. Like, I used to use it on a regular basis, though. Like, used to just use Instagram just because and all this. And I'm just like, I'm wasting a lot of time. That's another thing. It takes a lot of time. And it doesn't, it prevents you from being able to do other things that can be more beneficial for yourself and for God. Like, it's it's a lot that goes on into that, really. But yeah. Did I, I answered a question, right? Okay, because mm. I be going on tangents sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What do you think, Emmanuel? How do we handle social media as Christians? Mm-hmm. I feel like the... We need to practice temperance, like like you were saying, both of you were saying, social media can be an addicting thing. You can come, you can become addicted to the illusion and you start to live in that illusion and that's not healthy. And I believe like Kayana said, using it for business and networking, that's a that's a good reason to be on social media mm-hmm. and toning to connect with the friends you grew up with. That's a good reason to be on social media as well. But to try to glorify like yourself and try to create this image for like other people to admire and you're looking for adulation and all that, that's not, you need to pray about that. Like you really, that's not a good reason to be on social media. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, you know, I think, I think as Christians, practically, we should scale back our time, yes. you know, and set a commitment Say, okay, I will only be on social media on Mondays at 2 o'clock, you know, and be on there for an hour and call it a day. And, and you know, I think if we can do that, then, hey, we've really done something. And then also on top of that, if we have a purpose for social media, oh, yeah, you know, I just want to be there because it's new or it's something that's in, you know, I just want to check it out. No, no, no go with the plan, you know, say that, hey, I'm ministering or I'm promoting authenticity in everything I do. Have a message or a a purpose for you to be on there. Don't just be there lingering and saying hi. And and like you said, promoting an image for yourself. But Mm -hmm. be there to minister to people. I, I have, so on my business social media page, there's a whole bunch of Bible 
uh, stuff I follow, and they give me um, uh, Bible verses and comments, encouragement, and all that stuff, and it, it makes me feel better. And because that's why that's so focused on social media, and they're actually doing something that actually enhances people. So if you can do that on social media while you know doing it moderately, you're good. Go ahead, stay on social media, be a light. You're good. And filtering your following and everything because yeah, being watchful because like yeah. so much stuff pops up on social media, like because before I decided to just like delete like because I had a Twitter and I used to use Twitter a lot, so I was like okay, like when I started like this whole journey and everything, I was like okay, I'm gonna try to filter this stuff out and like try to you know like mute some things and do all this but it's like no matter how much stuff you mute how many people you unfollow this and that the other it's always something you know mm-hmm. so it's like that's very important too because like that's that's goes along with guarding the avenues of like your heart and mind and stuff because like yeah. you seeing that stuff like even though a lot of affect me it's it does something it it, yeah. it's up in there you know up in your brain so like that's important too I feel mm-hmm. I agree so so what should they unfollow anything like, that's posting anything that's like not of God kind of not, not that's not of God but that's blatantly against God so if they go on their feed and they see their friend posing what should they do? I mean, just, just you know, bear with me here. Like, the what, should they unfollow their friend? Like, they're just posing for a picture? No, not necessarily. You mean, like, creating an image? Like, a yeah. false image? And, yeah. I mean, as a friend, we were just discussing that. You should... Point that out. Yeah, you should approach them. Okay. You need to tell them to be... You know, very watchful of that. Tony, like the thing you just said, that was very powerful. Like a lot of stuff in social media is subliminal. And that stuff will leak into your self-conscious. And um, First Peter 5a says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And we really don't think like, I mean, unless... I don't know. Like you have a lot of foresight and stuff. You really can't see like in the moment what social media and like all these illusions are doing to you. But yeah, that stuff, that stuff gets into your subconscious. Um, So right on, Tony. I like what you just said. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Kayana. I'm sorry. But that was powerful, Tony. What you just said, you need to be watchful. Because the devil is on Twitter, Instagram, on your little Facebook. You feel me? He's everywhere. Big facts. Trying to get you. Yes, Mm ma'am. That's good. Okay, so we uh, point stuff out to our friends that are creating an image. And then then what we, we delete. Everything that has curse words in it as well. I would mute people that would be using a lot of profanity. Like when I was okay. trying to filter stuff out. 
because like the more you internalize it like you start to think that stuff like even if you don't say it if you can still think it and if you think it enough it's gonna slip out of your mouth <laughs> like when you get angry something it's gonna slip out that's just you know that's just how it works so the like you know I try not to like yeah I try to mute people if you know like not saying that what they have to say is invalid or anything because a lot of people make a lot of good points even when they have profanity in their post but I just don't want to be subject to that for real and like you know I wouldn't delete them but I would mute their post or like limit how much of their posts that I see because you're able to do that. So okay. that's what I would do. Cool. Cool, cool. I like how we just jumped into a whole social media <laughs> thing. <laughs> but that's our world today, especially like with the whole, you know. COVID thing going on. Like, that's really how most people have been socializing, for real. You know. So let's talk about toxic friends. We know we said like somebody that's constantly criticizing you that's toxic. But what else would be a red flag that a friend that you're either already friends with or that you're starting a friendship with? What are some key red flags to show like, hey, like we need to pump the brakes. Might need to put some put some distance right here, you know? Like, what's what's some key red flags of that? I mean, I guess, like, if you can't be yourself, I mean, I know it takes a, a while to, like, build rapport with somebody and to feel comfortable mm-hmm. with somebody, but if you feel like you can't express your beliefs, like around them if you feel like you need to be somebody else in order to talk to them or hang around with them I would say that's a pretty big red flag there yeah I agree with that yeah um I would add angle or a lack of expressing emotions um just because they have a tendency to blow up mm-hmm. and um, and mm-hmm. that is never a good thing. I mean, yes, help them, but no, let's not be buddy-buddy. Um, but yeah, toxic friend right there. Also, Tony, like you were saying, Proverbs, what was it, Proverbs 17.7? As iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Twenty seven seventeen. Twenty seven seventeen. Um, sorry. But yeah, if you feel like them being in your life 
can't really improve you as a person or you can't improve them if they're participating in, you know, like destructive behaviors and stuff like that and they don't want to be reached mm-hmm. or ministered to, then that's a red flag as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so question. So um, let's do hypothetical situations too. Mm. I'm not call out names of people I love. So um, one, if somebody has a friend, right? And it's like a common friend, not anything close, close. But, um, and, and, and this, okay. So person A is like a Christian and they want to help their friend be a better Christian. You know, iron sharpens iron. <laughs> so, um, so person A texts person B and say, hey, you know, um, how, is, how are you doing spiritually? You know, how is your relationship with God going? And person B is like, stop, like, you, you don't need to be all of my life. We're doing fine. Goodbye. Okay, how would you guys, is that toxic? Is that a friend that you need to push away? What's, what's going on? I don't feel like that's really being a friend because it's like they don't really want you, you know, they're putting a barrier there, you know? Yeah. Like, um, it would, and it would also be different if they said, yeah, I appreciate, like, your concern and everything, but it's, this is not really something that I'm ready to discuss right now or something that I'm ready to share. Like, that's something else, I feel like, too. Because, like, there might be a little, I feel like that's more so of a boundary versus a barrier because a barrier is like yeah you're not you're not coming in this area you know and how can you encourage each other and build one each other build each other up if you can't discuss what's going on how can I build you up if I don't know what's going on you know how do I know how to encourage you how do I know how to comfort you how do I know how to be there for you and then it's like, I'm going to be trying to figure out, okay, what's wrong? Like, how do I fix this? What's wrong? How do I fix this? You got other stuff to worry about. Like, all you can really do in that situation is, like, pray for them. And it's important to still, you should still try to reach them. But it's like, you can't, like, you can't drive yourself crazy trying to fix them. Or, like, trying to help them. But it is important to try to, like, because that is something that is serious, like, worrying about somebody's walk with God. But at the same time, like, when they're ready and when God's ready, like, he'll work on that, you know. So, like, like Emmanuel was saying, we should focus more so on people that actually want to be reached. Because those are the people that are going to be more open to growing in a spiritual manner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Any thoughts? Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts? Yeah. Um, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Tony. Like, if that's a, there's a difference between like somebody having 
like a wall and like boundaries concerning certain topics. And if they like, if they take that attitude, like, oh, you know, like that's not, you really don't need to be talking to me about this right now. If they have that kind of attitude, then that's, that's showing like a lack of vulnerability for real. And is is that really your friend? If they don't, I mean, I don't know. Like we were saying, it takes time for people to open up about certain topics and belief system. That's that's very important to people. So, but if someone's like outright dismissive and you're trying to be vulnerable with them I would do what Tony said just continue to pray for them if they don't want to be helped then they can't really be helped like at that moment all you can do is pray for them so and of course still be nice to them speak to them check on them oh yeah still be a good friend to them yeah but just guard your Guard your heart and your emotions, you know. Yeah. Because yeah, that's something else God talks about. Guard your heart. Because how are we gonna be able to be a light for Him if we're allowing a situation to bring us down and tear us down? You know, we can, how can we build somebody up if we're allowing something else to tear us down? I guess. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know. Um... That person is still in the beginning of groundwork. And, and, you know, you can plant seeds all day, but unless it gets that water, unless it's ready, then, you know, you can't do anything much to it. And maybe you're not the person to do that to that person. You know, maybe you're the person to say something and then keep moving that other person that will come up next and that person will actually plant the seeds, you know? So you don't know where you are. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. But if a person is not receptive, then pray for them, obviously, because that is a good thing to do. And then, you know, move on. Don't stop being their friend. But just know that this subject is sensitive at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, keep praying for them. And one day you will see a change. I'm pretty sure, hopefully, they choose to change. But, um, but yeah, I agree. Um, Next hypothetical situation what if there is a amazing person um they do everything right and they're you know they're on a spiritual level you know they're prayer warriors preaching and everything and they're just so admirable right and then you you get into those circles and they start criticizing them and not too much but you could tell like you know you're praying and they said no no no, you shouldn't pray like that you have to you have to say in jesus name Amen. You can't cut it short and just say amen. You know, and, and they're doing all these little spiritual things and, and maybe you're thinking, oh, well, they're helping me. I'm I'm getting closer to God, right? What how would how should someone take that? That sounds like a Pharisee to me, to be honest. <laughs> like you're putting on this persona in front of people and stuff, but like on the inside, you know? It's like you're trying to Christianity, you can't perfect Christianity, if that makes sense. There's no 
right or wrong way to pray. I mean, of course, the only right or wrong way to pray is being reverent and being irreverent. Like, what you like, it's a relationship. You know, you talk to God how you want it. I don't have to, my relationship with God is not going to be your relationship with God. So, how I, how me and God communicate is not going to be the same way you and God communicate. You know, my walk with God and what God tells me to do and what not to do is, you know, I mean, of course, the Bible gives us, you know, things, but God convicts us of certain, of different things. So, like, Okay, God may have convicted you of that, but like, okay, yeah, I may pray on that, but like, you know, like it's not really your. And if if they say if they um, especially if they're being critical about it now, if they say like, hey, like, have you ever like thought about think like have you ever thought about trying this or have you ever thought about trying that? And it's more like of a just like a loving suggestion, not like a critic like something that's criticizing you then I feel like that's fine because like again like we were saying with like I feel like that's not necessarily calling them out for real but like just that constructive criticism that's like hey like trying to aid you along and kind of nudge you in the right direction you know but like if you're criticizing them like a person can't grow up you constantly criticizing them they can't And that, that's going to be stunting your growth. And again, that's going to be causing that emotional damage. Because that can be emotionally damaging. And then you might be like, oh, I can't get this right. I don't want nothing to do with this whole Christianity thing. Because I'm not going to be able to live up to these. Like, it's not supposed to be like that. Like, that's what one of Jesus' problems were, were with the Pharisees. All these traditions and all these you know, rules and regulations, like, no, like, bottom line is love, period, point blank. You can have, like, Pastor Snell was saying on, um, on Sabbath, like, if you have truth, but no, um, but you don't have the heart of God, then, like, you know, like, you can have the truth all you want to, but if you don't have the heart of God, then it's, like, kind of, like, what's the point, you know? I don't know if, did I answer it? Did I answer it? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You might have left. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. And I don't think that that person is truly being real to themselves. Because if they think that God is a God of tradition, of rules and regulations that cannot be crossed, then, then they really have some soul searching because they don't know who God is. Like, that's not God. So, um, so in that instance, if you have one of those friends and, you know, you admire them, you look up to them, you might want to change who you look up to because they're not someone to follow in their footsteps. Um, so just step back and, um, and keep looking for that, you know, friend that 
will actually love God. And continue um, to pray for them and be nice to them. That's key and everything because you can't, like, you can, because it's easy to say, okay, like, this is another issue, like, among our generation. And I used to be, like, you know, guilty of this as well, so I'm not going to act like I'm, you know. But, like, just cutting people off and saying, okay, I'm not going to speak to them anymore. Like, that's not, that's not Christian. <laughs> like, that's the opposite of Christianity. It's like, okay, so you didn't give me what I need. You didn't do what I want. So I don't really care about you anymore. I don't care about your existence. You're not, you know, we're not here anymore. So you're there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not Christian. Like, it's like, because I read in Ellen July, she said that, like, we should want to be friends with everybody. But, like, realistically, you can't be friends with everybody because they might not be following in the same direction as you're trying to go, which can lead you astray. Or they can be doing stuff that's causing you, like, mental and emotional harm, you know? So it's like you can't be friends with people like that. And it's like I want to be friends with you and I care for you, but I just can't do it because it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, Kiana, can you repeat the question? The initial question. Uh huh. Um, so uh, the question was: There's this individual who sees somebody doing all the right things. In fact, this person admires them because they're preaching, they're teaching, they're prayer warriors. They're such amazing leaders, and and they have such a good character. But you know, once they're in their circle. Uh, this person that the person so-called, you know, admired them. Um, this admirable person is now criticizing the individual that's following them. And so, you know, he's like, okay, don't pray, you know, don't just say amen. You guys say in Jesus' name, amen. And so he's, you know, doing all these spiritual critiquing. How would you, is that a true friend right there? No critiquing because critiquing you of little things like that, like the way you worship. No, that's not like Tony said, that sounds like somebody wrapped up in tradition. And that can lead a lot of people astray. Like she was saying, she kind of explained everything well. So I'm not gonna, I'm sorry to cut you off, but go ahead, Tony. No, Kayana was speaking. Go ahead, Kayana. You were saying. Yeah, go ahead, Kayana. <laughs> but are you, are you done? Because, I mean, the followers love you, bruh. So continue. Say what you need to say. I mean, that's. Is that a true friend? No. No, it's not. Yeah. I was, oh, I'm oh. sorry. Go ahead, Kayana. I'll speak <laughs> afterwards. Go ahead. I want you to go ahead. Um uh Emmanuel, how should how should they handle it? Should they like walk away? I mean, that's really no, if that's if you consider them your friend, I feel like you should pr- try to express yourself like okay I'm just maybe I'm just not at that point 
No, that's not a good explanation. Okay, me and you, we worship God differently. We have the same belief system, but you have all these formalities and everything, and you're criticizing the way I decide to worship God. We both love God. We both accepted God as our Lord and Savior. So, you know, you really, no, I don't think you should leave them alone. If they're, mm. But at the same time, if you fit, if you're talking about a friend in the church, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you feel like that person's actions, like the way they're speaking to you, like all those little criticisms, are like leading you astray from God, maybe then you probably should separate yourself from them. But that's a complicated, that's very complicated what you just said. Cause you said the person was a good leader and they mm-hmm. had a ministry and everything going in the mm-hmm. church and they were a good example. But like in their group of friends, that's kind of childish too, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Tony, you explained everything really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also mm-hmm. wanted to add, like, sometimes people could be trying to be a good friend, but like they can't be a good friend because of maybe like the things that they've gone through and stuff, and they haven't seen what healthy relationships look like, and they haven't like had a good friendship so like if you don't have an example of what a good friend is supposed to be or what good communication and good vulnerability is supposed to be that you are supposed to get at home then it's going to be hard for you to be able to be a good friend to people it's going to be much harder so it's like they can they can care but it's like at the same time you know they could still have like emotional baggage not saying like that's the case in in every like instance or whatever but um like that's important to realize too so like that's another reason why it's important to not just oh like I'm just like okay you didn't treat me right so I'm gonna you know just you know because you really never know what's going on in somebody's head for real like you never really know what's going on head their heart nothing only only person that knows that stuff is God so all all you can do is like okay this isn't working for me so I'm gonna step back but I still care about what's going on with you so I'm gonna still continue to pray for you and like I wish you well you know but like they what can they do about that I mean they can they can seek healing but it's hard to sometimes it's hard to realize that you need to seek healing yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean Tony you're on point Emmanuel I love what you said um because you uh you I mean I wasn't expecting it but you said express and I think you know express how you feel how that person maybe you know say something Mm -hmm. and I think 
And I think that's very vital because it goes back to those friends who point out what you're doing wrong. And, and you know, how else is the person going to grow? I think there's a lot of Christians today who see someone, like like you, you were saying, Tony, um, who see someone they don't like and they cut them off and they walk away. And, and then you have those good people, you know, good Christians who says, nah, I, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to love you and I'm going to pray for you. But to go a step further, I'm going to tell you what you did wrong. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm going to express in a loving way that, you know, I don't like it when you criticize me. You're a great leader on the outside. But on the inside, as I come close to you, you want me to be just like you. You want me to be conservative and, and not raise my hands and worship and all that stuff. And it's good to say something when someone has hurt you or rubbed you the wrong way mm-hmm. or is not a good example because you might be that one person who that person actually listens to and that person will actually change you know and and you know it's that's what god has put us here to do i mean we're not prophets or anything but we can change some people no well let me not say like that (laughs) but we can direct people in the right way and we can tell them of you know what they'll missing in life in a loving way and hopefully they have that choice to change and hopefully they will but yeah good good answers you guys good answers um last hypothetical question that i have for now okay is um what if someone's in a relationship right um and this relationship was going great in fact they said you know the lord told me to be in a relationship with this person right okay and so uh so they're in this relationship you know three months go by you know they're hitting it off and then all of a sudden one of the people individuals say hey you know let's sleep together or let's make out in the dark place in the car you know um so you know and, and this and this relationship starts going downhill. But this is the person that God said to be with. And and they go to church together. They read the Bible together. They both minister together. Hmm. But now they're, now they're leaving their parents' house to go meet up. And they spend the weekends together. You know, what what's going on? Is this good, bad, okay? Like, what do we do? I don't feel like God is at the center of that relationship. No, I don't think so either. Maybe it was initially. But once you start, like, having sex... You know what, Tony? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no I want you to go ahead. Cause, yeah, go ahead. Because you was getting juicy. What, just, what was you about to say? Oh, I was getting juicy? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what you about to say? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that relationship did start off like blessed. And like maybe God maybe that was a genuine feeling. Like you, you said they were going to church. They were, you know, helping each other grow spiritually. But the thing about temperance and like I don't know. Once you start having sex, that starts to like. I don't know. That kind of becomes like, and you're not married. 
and you're in a relationship, I don't know, I just feel like that can maybe become like your main focus. And, and that conceals a lot of other things like about the person. Like because, you know, you're so wrapped up in like the flesh now. You know, you can become mm. I think it's possible though for a couple to um feel like God told them to get together and they mess up and they still be able to reverse that and continue along. But that takes realization and realizing, hold on, wait. Like, how are we, how, for one, able to minister for God when this is what we're doing, you know? Because it's like, you're standing on the line, like you're trying to, you know, you're trying to balance between here, balance over there, you know, okay, I'm going to be over here in the river, in the bank, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, but if, if both parties genuinely have a relationship with God, and that's something that you have to test for in the period of time before y'all actually start dating, that's something that you need to test for. And like their openness to things of God and everything, like the like you have to see that in the beginning and then like if they do have that genuine like heart for God and everything then if you I feel like if you go to them and be like hey like this is not really what we're supposed to do like there's this temptation and there's going to be a temptation because that's something that God put within us and that is not a bad thing but it's just it can be bad if it's not in the right context but um yeah, so if they, like, stop, like, this is not what we should do, like, then they're going to have to start setting a lot of boundaries because, it's, it's, you know, once you cross a certain line, it's like you're going to need more boundaries because it's, like, it's not like it's something that, you know, it's not like it's territory that you've never explored before. Like, now it's, like, something that you know, and, like, once you know it, you're, like, you know. But, yeah, so that's something that you're going to have to, like, pray about. You guys are going to have to, you guys would have to pray together about it, I feel. Because, you know, um, I don't want to put anybody's information on blast, so I'm about to cut this part out. But, you know, like, um, Chaplain Man and them had a, like, a interview about their, how they, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. so, like, that's kind of, like, the example that I'm going off of, but... Yeah, I do think that it's totally possible for it to work out. But now, if you talk to them about it... And like, they don't what? acknowledge... I'm sorry, well, Tony, go ahead. Well, that too. But, like, there's two... I feel like there's two sides to, like, that. Like, the negative side. Like, it's like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, I respect it. Yeah, let's do it. But... Every single time you guys are together, they're pushing those, you know, pushing real close to those boundaries. And, like, you know, they're trying their hardest and they're getting right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're getting right. to. They're not really putting those boundaries, you know. And they're getting right to the edge. And they're like, oh, my bad. 
Like, if you say something, oh, my bad. I don't feel like they're really respecting those boundaries that y'all really put up. And then there's, like, like you were saying, Emmanuel, they totally disregard what you're saying. Then, you, I mean, you know, that's not going to work out. Because if they're disregarding that, they're disregarding what God is saying to do. And if they're disregarding what God is saying to do, and you're trying to regard what God's saying to do, if y'all continue to, you know, stay together and, like, continue in the relationship and get married, that causes a lot of issues and everything, like, because that's an unequally yoked household, which causes a lot of other difficulties and problems, but that's, like, a whole nother topic. (laughs) But, yeah, like... So I feel like it all depends on that your relationship with God before y'all even entered that relationship and if God was the center of the relationship. Because people make mistakes. But it's just like, are you going to get back up from it or are you going to keep tripping, stumbling, you know, flipping a little bit, you know. That's what you got to decide. I feel like I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're good. You're good. Kenna, was the original question, um, should the relationship stop? Is that Was that the original question? Part of the original um, question? If you to make that mistake? If you're making a mistake? Right. If you're making the mistake, you know, what should you do? Because you've come to the realization that you're making the mistake, but what what's the next step? I mean, I agree with Tony, what Tony said. Both of you need to come to that realization that, you know, what you're doing isn't right. And if it really is, the relationship really is ordained by God, like Tony was saying, then, you know, the boundaries will be set. Um, both people will acknowledge that, you know, what we're doing isn't right. So, you know, boundaries, we do need to have boundaries. I mean, I agree. I like what you said, Tony. The point I was trying to make, though, earlier, like, I wasn't really answering the question for real, but I don't know. That's like when you have sex and you're not necessarily ready in a relationship that can cause like a slew of other problems. And that can sometimes cause things to end, you know, kind of horribly. So but Tony, you already said that. So, yeah, it all depends like on the person's mindset and their belief in God, if they can hear from God and correct their actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that really yeah. is your best friend, oh, I'm sorry, Kiana. No, go ahead, go ahead. And if that really is, because in a relationship, like Tony, Tony was saying, like if you plan on marrying that person and starting a life, 
you don't want to be unequally yoked. And that should be your best friend if you plan on marrying them. You know, and as we've been discussing like this whole podcast, you need to be receptive to criticism and if you can't abstain from you know behavior that's not it's not your time to indulge in that kind of behavior then you too need to seek counsel like from God and talk about it and if you can't work it out then you know that person it wasn't it wasn't meant to be God wasn't really the center of that relationship but go ahead Kayana I was I was just gonna agree um I think all of you guys both of you guys are um absolutely correct I think you know because you're in a relationship you know you're committed you kind of semi-committed to you know being with this person for the moment and and in that you guys should both discuss hey you know I don't want to keep doing this and it's gonna it's gonna be a hard conversation Mm -hmm. but definitely you know if you're hearing this and you say hey I want to change you kind of have to discuss this with the other person or you know just let them listen to the podcast either one and so um now that you come to this realization, you guys have this conversation, what do you guys do next? Put in boundaries, like Tony said, and, and Emmanuel said, you know, boundaries are needed. Once you put in the boundaries, and if the other person is not complying, it's hard. It is going to be hard. Uh, you know, if you guys fall a couple times, get back up, reset the boundaries, tweak it a little, keep going. Um, and if the other person is not cooperating, then, you know, like Emmanuel said, it's probably not gonna work out um because that is one of your core beliefs i'm not gonna have sex until i'm married or married married um and so in that case you want to keep that and and yeah you're gonna make mistakes but the the thing that defines the christian is hey now that i made this mistake am i going to get back up or am i going to stay down and just, you know, be stagnant and just live this life that I'm apparently in. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. So I, the whole point is get back up. I'm encouraging you guys. I'm prompting you guys, please get back up. There's so much out there for you guys. There's so much potential you guys have if you guys just stand up. And I know it's going to be hard, but hey, find accountability, find friends, good friends like we've been talking about and get back up because it is possible. It is reality. It can happen. And if you guys believe that with prayer, it can work. Yeah. Right. Like that friend that like say you are with your little boot thing or whatever. They're like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. Where are you at? Like, you need to be here now. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, what's going on? You know, you need somebody to do that. That's actually very helpful. And I'm glad that you said, like, accountability partners because that's, you know, that's good. Mm -hmm. 
I know this little the when we actually like hit on the relationships episode, that's gonna be a good episode. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, y'all, because we kinda we're kinda at like seventy minutes right yeah. now. Um, very good discussion. Mm-hmm. Very good discussion. Mm-hmm. There'll probably have to be a part two because I feel like it's a lot more to this than we were able to discuss. So, yeah. Thank you all for listening. You know, come back for part two. You know. And yeah, would anyone like to give us closing prayer? Okay, I would. Um, yes. Okay, let's pray. Um, dear God, thank you so much for letting us all come together and actively do something to inspire and direct your people. Um, I pray with. I pray for everyone listening to us that they feel not bogged down or, or belittled by this, but but are promoted, inspired, encouraged to actually stand up and do something to make those good friends, to pray for the people that were wrong and toxic friends, to to work on that relationship that needs to be uh, put some boundaries in and kind of restructured so that they can live a life that you want them to, that they can be all that you've called them to be, God. We're doing this for them, and and we believe that we're doing something amazing here. And so I pray that you bless it. I pray that you you come and you construct and you tweak us so we can, you know, be more prepared, be more apt to 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 spread your word and to spread your truth. Um, I pray for everyone who's kind of turned away from this. You know, if it's too truthful, if it kind of rubs them the wrong way, I pray that uh, whatever we said sticks in the mind like glue and that when they go and wake up tomorrow or they go throughout their week and that you would just remind them of everything that we discussed here today that when they're interacting with their friends and you know with their with their girlfriends or boyfriends and stuff I pray that you remind them of what was said today that it will not get out of their heads and that you convict their hearts and that you change them because that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to change it. We're trying to let you do the changing and you move and inspire our listeners. So um, please do that. Thank you for everything. Thank you for watching over us and keeping us safe. Um, uh, Thank you. Amen. Amen. Emmanuel, could you hop back over to the Zoom call real quick? Tony, I I have to go. Oh, okay, got you, got you. Yeah. Okay. And um, I talked about this the previous episode with my friend Jade Frederick. She is launching her own stickers. She draws. She's a brilliant, very talented artist. Um, so, yes, yeah, she made these stickers herself herself and um she'll be selling them and they'll be launching august 1st 
and they will be featuring the faces of black STEM majors, like science, technology, engineering, mathematics majors, and the money that will be made will be donated to the Black Lives Matter movement, and it will um, be going towards that and helping end police brutality. So um, we'll keep talking about this until it's launched, and yeah, stay tuned for that, and God bless.